Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star, double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space, herpy. Give me the remote control. What happens, General? That sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss Masters of the Universe from 1987. It is a sci-fi adventure kid movie, and uh, we're going to talk about it. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So, Linnea, before we get into spoiler territory, which we always do, what's your initial thoughts on, like, would you recommend this movie and... Um, Well, I I kind of feel like I need to preface this episode by saying that I have never watched the He-Man animated show. Same here. Um, Yeah, I have never bought the toys or the comics or anything like that. So I have no connection to the franchise, you know, no no nostalgia for it or any way. So based on what I know, I would say that this movie is probably not a good adaptation of the franchise, uh, but on its own, like if you take it as a separate entity, I thought it was really, really enjoying. Uh, really cheesy, you know, sort of retro 80s sci-fi film, and it was a lot of fun in my opinion, so uh, I would recommend it. Yeah, um, I think, you know, regarding the whole that neither one of us have seen the uh, animated series. I don't believe it was like on television when we were kids. Um, like as a rerun no. or anything. I don't believe there was anything of the sorts. And if there were, it must have been on one of those like pay, pay like cable, I guess mm. you'd say in mm. America or places like that. So on a cable channel or something. So yeah, me too, no relation at all. And uh, what I know, like you say, maybe this isn't the greatest um, adaptation because I think it's like set on the planet that it's you know, like, the, like the first scene is on Eternia, Eternia yeah. Yeah. I believe that the series is only placed on Eternia more or less but um, yeah it's a fun fun enough movie uh, it's very campy which is very uh, on point now because the Met Gala had camp <laughs> as the theme so it's kind of funny that we just watched a very very campy movie <laughs> campy in my opinion at least I feel like it's campy but yeah I, just, yeah, I recommend it to a lot of people. But I I can see that it's also kind of an acquired taste in a way. Mm. <laughs> but I was thinking as I was watching it, I mean, first of all, I, I enjoyed it a lot myself. But I was also thinking this is a, an Ebba kind of movie, I think. For sure. It really was. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very entertaining. A lot of like action um, continuously. Some there were there were some plot things that I didn't really quite get throughout the movie. <laughs> I was like, so why does Skeletor? But but that's the thing. Like if you if you have if you have some sort of like uh, relationship to He Man before this movie, then I don't think you have those issues that I had. So I'm mm. we might get into more of my questions there later. But um, yeah. So, um, how do you feel about doing a little bit of a 
synopsis of the uh... <laughs> since I'm I'm the one with the question, so maybe maybe you can go over it real quick. <laughs> um, well, you know, he man he. Uh is supposedly the true ruler of Eternia but Skeletor being the bad guy he wants to take over and they fight and He-Man and his friends including uh, Tila, um, Duncan, Man-at-Arms which are both characters from the TV show uh, mm-hmm. as far as I can figure out uh, and this weird little creature called Gwildor uh, they accidentally teleport away to Earth of course. Yes. <laughs> because <That's> cheap. <laughs> why not? <laughs> cheap production. <laughs> exactly. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, there they hook up with uh, some new friends, including uh, a teenage couple called Julie and Kevin. Uh, and uh, they fight Skeletor and eventually make it back home. And, and uh, victory to He-Man and everything, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was a very <laughs> that- quick... And uh, yeah, I hadn't yeah. Prepa- I hadn't prepared yeah. for, uh, for making it. <laughs> no, 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 been, it was so. excellent. It was excellent. Um, I think my issues are in the details, and really, they're not important. Mm. It's more of like, well, what's the eye of Grayskull? Because um, how Skeletor is about to get his like god powers is through um, capturing a priestess lady. Uh, oh, what was the sorceress? sorceress yes, <laughs> priestess lady. Sorceress of Grayskull, and I, I believe Grayskull is the uh, the power seat or something, and it opens up an eye if you. I mean, this is the thing now. Why did why did the eye open up? Just because you had the sorceress in a force field prison. You know, the, was it? That, I don't. Or was it because of the sword? But he didn't need the sword because he was Skeletor came back to Earth just to or like not back to but he he came to earth just to make sure that he-man died he didn't need to see he-man or any of those people die he just needed the key to make sure that they didn't come back so it was pure revenge at that part Mm. Uh, i mean it was just i mean we really don't as i think of it we really don't need to go into it but there was just a few things that were a bit Maybe it was just so so gimmicky that you didn't really need to think about it, and my brain sort of like, what's that? Why are they? What's good? what's the eye of the? Who cares? It's just gonna give you awesome powers. Don't think about it. You know. I think motivation might have been my issue there. It, just, it was just thought I had, and maybe you agree or disagree with me, but I kind of would have liked to see Skeletor be evil, more evil in the beginning. Uh, as a sort of oh it's really bad if Skeletor gets the power you know I couldn't mm-hmm. really see why it was so bad that Skeletor gets the power um, I mean he's a, he's a walking skeleton who's spouting evil things out of his mouth <laughs> but you know some examples in the beginning maybe uh-huh, um, uh-huh. instead yeah. of just hunting He-Man and the gang you know because they could just be like rebels being annoying <laughs> Just some yeah. examples to make me really feel like, oh, I do not want Skeletor to open up the eye and get the god powers. Just something. I'm, I'm guessing it's just like one scene I'm missing, really. Mm, but um, mm. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's maybe um, 
comes a little bit from the animated show because I believe it's pretty much the same thing in the animated show that, you know, Skeletor is the bad guy mm. and He-Man is the good guy and we're not really supposed to question those things. It's just it's just the way things are, you know. Um, so I don't know. I think that might be uh, uh, sort of a remaining... <sighs> Yeah, like a, a re- relic, from the yeah, TV show, a relic maybe. from the TV series, relic, yeah, yeah. Uh, or however you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's just you know you can, based on their appearances, you know that they those are the bad guys, those are the good guys. Um, mm. But just there's something with the plot and everything that I was just missing a little bit out of. Um, it, there were a lot of MacGuffins in the story, if we if we oh, put it yes. like that. <laughs> We could have said this entire conversation could have just been like, there's a lot of MacGuffins in this uh, story and it's a problem, but who cares? It's He-Man. Um, so how about we, we maybe move away a bit from that? So Dolph, let's get back to Dolph. Are you, are you ready for some Dolph? <laughs> how, how do you feel about Dolph playing the lead role uh, in a movie like this? I actually thought he uh, looked very good as He-Man. Uh, I mean, we have already sort of hinted that Dolph's acting was maybe not the best in this film, uh, but I think he has the look of He-Man down. Mm. Um, the thing is that in the TV show, there's actually supposed to be this thing where, you know, Prince Adam transforms into He-Man uh, sort of when he needs to, uh, but here we have Dolph as He-Man all the time, so it's it's a little bit a st- step away from the TV show in that regard. Uh, but you know the the um, the outfits that uh, Dolph was wearing mm. for most of the, the, the movie, <laughs> uh, which was very similar, I think, to um, the the outfit that He-Man uh, often is seen wearing. Um, I, you know, I think he he looked perfect for the role. Um, you can you can criticize him for other things, but the look is right in my opinion. Yeah, definitely, the look is um, excellent, um, and the costume in its own looks great. I think it has a lot of details, and it really like the gold really shines. Um, mm. And I was I'm I'm gonna go a bit off top off topic now and please stop me if I go too far but (laughs) (laughs) there was an image I think think it was a meme or something after the last Game of Thrones episode and it was Mm -hmm. of King uh, like the first king in the series who gets killed Mm. season one and I can't remember his name because I'm uh, you know my brain is bad like that but uh, and he was wearing this like deer uh, horn crown thing in gold supposedly mm. but damn mm. did that look arts and crafty like kindergarten gold <laughs> really bad gold it might have been just the picture you know with the saturation and everything but just as i was watching uh this movie like uh also evelyn she's wearing like this really cool headpiece and in the very last like the last scene when also skeletor gets his you know, he's he upgraded his gear, so to speak, to God mode gear. Uh, that gold, it just looks great, in my opinion. I mean, you can tell that it's not gold, but it looks really shiny and really like yellow gold, you know. Mm-hmm. It looks almost like expensive, but super cheap at the same time. But you know what I mean? It looks good. Yes. And I just, I just, 
details like that are important to make something believable and I think He-Man's costume and just the look in general like you say is very believable and very like I can believe that he comes from a planet called Eternia and he can shout I have the power regularly there without anybody you know being too (laughs) concerned about his mental health so yeah A plus for Dolph in that regard uh, his acting is fine for the for the movie and it's like what it is. There was some points where I was like, can't you just emote a little bit more, Dolph? <laughs> Our yes. biggest import or export, I should say, since ABBA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not going to argue against that. <laughs> there are other things we could call our great exports from Sweden, but uh, for the sake of this <laughs> podcast episode, let's go with Dolph. <laughs> So what's your opinion on the sort of the like the the human aspect here, the relationships between people? How did you feel that they were portrayed? I don't know. I, I, since I didn't know much about the TV show or this film before going into it, um, I was expecting like a romance because that's usually a part of these kinds mm. of movies uh, and there isn't really one i mean you can argue that there is a little bit between julie and kevin but they are established as sort of a couple in the beginning of the film as yeah. well so it's not it's not a full romance <laughs> uh, and for a time of the movie i was thinking you know oh so he man and julie are gonna hook mm. up but no that didn't Same. happen and i was sort of pleasantly surprised by that yeah. because I, I kind of feel like well we didn't really need that and it wasn't part of the film so <laughs> that was that was good in my opinion yeah, i would have felt um, so bloated and yes crammed in there really yes. and i mean that that relationship was very like healthy and supportive <laughs> uh so yeah me yeah. too pleasantly surprised um yeah um i think i would have liked more to establish more the relationship between He-Man and his two friends, Tila yes. and Duncan. Uh, because you, you kind of, you get the sense there that, you know, there's this a great... They, they are essentially like a family, mm. you know. They, they they have been through a lot together and they really care about each other and they protect each other. You get the sense of that in the film, but I think you could have explored that more. Mm-hmm. Um, I really would have liked to have seen uh, a deeper exploration of their relationship to each other and and um, uh, what made them such great great friends. Yeah, because it kind of felt like Julie and Kevin had a lot to do in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know that would that would move the plot forward, whilst uh, Man at Arms and Tila were sort of just you know sort of just soldier persons, <laughs> uh, which was unfortunate because I do think that they had a lot of nice charisma and the whole like you say the relationship between them and he-man and sort of like explore that a little bit more uh, to sort of not not have the uh, the teenage human couple be the only ones who have um who sort of take care of the emotional aspect of the movie if you know what i mean mm. yeah i mean julie and kevin are the people who are actually have like a character mm. arcs in the film. Tila exactly. and Duncan doesn't really. Uh, I mean, even the policeman has more of an yeah. arc than they do. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit um, it's a bit, bit too bad that they didn't explore that a little bit more because mm. um, like we sort of 
had a mini geek geek thing with the Tila because she's really adorable and really sweet. And I would have just liked to seen her, you know, contribute a bit more. Yeah, at the, at the same time as she was also, I think, a really kick ass. Oh yeah, oh for lady. sure. Yeah, it doesn't um, exclude. You know, I was, I was... The, you know, you can be sweet and adorable and kick ass. Oh and, yes, yes, you know. yes. Um, but when the movie started, you know, and she was introduced, and I was thinking, oh, is she's gonna be one of these sort of quote-unquote useless female characters but she wasn't she was a very Mm. active uh character and and you know she fought as well as as even in in many ways so so uh i really really liked her because she didn't need to be rescued all the time which would have been such average garbage if that would have happened so thankful Mm -hmm. for that but I, i think it also speaks to maybe to her character uh that we wanted more of her and more of mm. maybe Man at Arms too a little bit. Um, that they yeah. were still... You wanted more from them because you liked them. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to talk a little bit about... Um, thinking mostly in the beginning of the film. Uh, that there is some... Shall we say Star Wars vibes with the whole thing? <laughs> mm, uh, yeah. We have when, when uh, Skeletor... Uh, first is introduced, and he but both, both his costume and uh, sort of the, the costumes of his soldiers are very very Darth Vader like yeah. in many aspects. You know they're black and the cape and everything, um, and also the music when Skeletor is introduced is very uh, reminiscent of Imperial March from Star Wars, um, and it was. In my opinion, not very subtle at all. I was like, I heard the first note of that piece of music in the movie, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so this is the Imperial March of this film. Okay, I get it. Yeah, the um, music is very Star Wars-ish. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, yeah, very, very Star Wars. And like you said, I don't know, because I can't really compare to the animated series, but Skeletor, mm. uh, and I even have to Google it now, because I was like, this, isn't he like blue and purple? Uh, and in the movie, he's just like clad in black. <laughs> mm. um, but he is, he is like blue and purple. So that's also like a step away from the animated series. And possibly that is to like sort of capitalize a bit on the Star Wars feel of it to sort of push a little bit further into that territory. Uh, I'm I'm guessing, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking that they probably wanted to um, um, attract... Yeah the same audience exactly uh, with you know this is a sci-fi adventure in the vein of star wars you know precisely that kind of and uh, i'm guessing like the soldiers <laughs> as well because i don't i have no idea how they look like in the animated series but i too like felt like it, even like how the armor was um sort of put together felt very star wars ish mm. but then again how originally star wars i don't know <laughs> so maybe <laughs> Maybe not say that everything is Star Wars, but it did feel a lot like it was trying to go for that um, that aesthetic, sort mm. of. And how successful would you say that that comparison is like? <laughs> well, it's it's mostly noticeable in the beginning of the film. I, f- I feel like the further into the movie we get, the more it sort of diverges from mm. Star Wars. Uh, but in the beginning, it's like, oh. Yeah, you're really going <laughs> for it. It's that kind of a film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
I don't know. I don't. I don't mind it per se because I love Star Wars and mm. I liked Masters of the Universe a lot as well. Um, but I I can see how for some people watching this that could be a, a big problem. You know, they will see the, the the beginning part that we're talking about and they will be put off by it because it's so very Star Wars. You know. Yeah, and there's also the whole thing, and this goes for like all movies that are sort of trying to. Maybe they're aware of it or maybe not, but they're trying to emulate something else. Because then you're expecting that thing. Like if you're if you're watching He-Man and you have the music and everything starts to feel very Star Wars-y, but very soon <laughs> it doesn't feel like Star Wars. And you might be like, mm, it's not very good, you know, compared to what I have sort of brewing in the back of my head here. I'm in Star Wars mode now, but what I'm watching is way cheesier and way off than that so it might make you look at the movie in sort of the wrong headspace if you if you if you get yeah. what i'm saying like yeah yeah i'm totally getting what you're saying the the beginning part when when skeletor sort of walks to the imperial march mm -hmm. <laughs> which is not the imperial march but it's sort of like yeah. the imperial march um it sets up certain expectations mm. in your head and because of that, you might enjoy the film differently or you might experience the film differently, uh, maybe in a, in, in a negative exactly. way. So, yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. Yeah, but um, I, re I, just, I really enjoyed it. I really did. I think it's... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I loved <laughs> just it too. To, <laughs> you know, uh, doing a circle and getting back to that. But I really enjoyed it. I think it, it has a lot of charm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's extremely cheesy and campy and wonderful with a lot of action. And um, I mean, you could nitpick uh, as we sort of did in the beginning there with my like, where is the guy? <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a fun movie and you can look away for a minute and it won't matter too much because they're still hiding behind a car and shooting lasers at each other, <laughs> talking about the key, the key. <laughs> but uh yeah um yeah i mean the story doesn't really have a lot of substance to no. it it's it's a good versus evil yeah. kind of story and and uh, you just have to go in and enjoy that uh but i think what both of us really liked about the film is that it's it's pretty much just 100% I can be in almost everything uh, you know the aesthetics and the costumes and you know mm. He-Man and Tila which are both really good looking people in my opinion uh, you know you can just sort of spend your time watching them for a while and uh, have great fun yeah yeah <laughs> definitely definitely it's it's a don't take me too seriously kind of movie uh, I just want to again Skeletor's costume in the end had me gasp because it was so beautiful. I was like, oh, that's so much gold and I love it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Evelyn has a great, great costume as well. That headpiece mm. and her makeup and everything is just incredible. So it has a lot of eye candy, a lot of campy goodness. <laughs> I think yes. some people who... who um, went to the Met Gala, should have watched this before they picked their costume, because honestly, what were some people even thinking? Damn, I got salty <laughs> over the Met Gala in this episode. Why did I do that? Well, because I like clothes, okay? I like looking pretty things. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do we feel like there's anything else we want to say about this, or do we want to move into our? No, I think we we pointed out uh, the, the 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 most notable yeah. things. Um, I just want to sort of conclude that. It's not a perfect film, but it's a really, really fun yeah. film. And if you like that sort of 80s aesthetic, um, you know, I think you can definitely enjoy it. Uh, and I think maybe you and I can also recommend some movies for a double feature with this uh, later in the mm-hmm. episode. I, I, at least I know I have some uh, suggestions there. Interesting. Let's move on then to replace an actor to improve the movie. You're in a time machine and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in this movie. Who would you bring, Linnea? And why? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I don't think I would replace any of the actors. Um, I mean, sort of as we've been talking about, you know, the, the movie isn't without its issues but i honestly think that the actors are not part of that issue um they all fit very well into the role and we talked about how Dolph really looks like he-man in this movie and i i really enjoy that and the other the other people you know they i think they did a wonderful job skeletor was awesome you know the actor playing oh yeah him. Uh, and also evelyn mm-hmm. <laughs> was deliciously evil uh in her glory mm. so um yeah i i don't think i would replace any of them yeah Agreed, 110%. I wouldn't bring anyone. I wouldn't mess with this uh, movie (laughs) in that way. Um, So why don't we move to relationship break? Uh, The premise is that you fantasize about a romantic relationship that we don't see in the movie, but you want it to happen, aka ship it. And why don't I start? And uh, I would definitely, or maybe not definitely, but I would certainly ship... (laughs) Uh, He-Man and Tila. They are two, well, I almost said charming, but I think charming is really what Tila is. And He-Man is more of a kind, stoic person, I feel like. Um, But they're two nice, attractive people. And, you know, if we're going to have a romantic relationship in this movie, why not let it be those two? Do you have a relationship that you want to ship? Or are you okay with mine? (laughs) Yeah, I, I think I would pick yours as well. Uh, it's a very good suggestion. Um, I don't know if uh, that pairing is um, established in maybe the, the comics or anything, but I feel like because we know that these two people, they know each other from before the movie begins and they are great friends and they, um, you know, they, they have a long history together. I feel like it, it would be a natural... Um, mm development of their relationship that maybe they would become a couple mm. uh it's just my opinion Agreed. i do enjoy that you sort of went a bit deeper than my oh they're two attractive <laughs> nice people in this movie they should be together because why the fuck not you went like well they seem to have an established relationship built on trust and you know it's, it's good it's good it's good but look at look at things differently <laughs> Uh, and with that why don't we go to bang bond blast and this is uh, our version of fuck Mary kill in the same order and it's a difficult choice here i feel like in some regard i guess it's actually really easy if you if you think about it for a while but um this the the selection here is evelyn julie and tila for bang bond blast Mm. so uh as a contrast to our 
all male <laughs> version that we did for Quest for Fire. Yes. Now we have an all female version, and uh, I totally dig this. Yes. Um, well, you know, Ebba and I we had a little bit uh, chat, you know, messenger chat before uh, doing this podcast, and I think we both sort of geeked out about Tila mm-hmm. and to- I, you know. Totally have a crush on Tila. She was so beautiful and so, so kick-ass. So I would bond her because, you know, spend the rest of my life with her. <laughs> I would do mm. that. Um, then I think, honestly, I would bang Evelyn. Because, like I said earlier, she was just sort of deliciously evil. Mm. You know, good-looking and, and all that. Uh, and then, unfortunately, Julie will be blasted. There's nothing wrong with Julie, but she was a bit too... Young and girly, yeah. Taste, and I this think. is what I meant. Like, it's going to be really like it seems hard, but it's actually really easy as soon as you actually yes. give it some brain thought process. Um, because I'm going to do the exact same thing. And your like your reasoning behind every choice here is the same for me. Uh, however, you asked if we could share Tila uh, in one of those texts. Um, I didn't respond because I wanted to tell you in person that it's not going to happen. So there's going to be a fight. It's going to be epic. Okay, and we're going to wear amazing mm-hmm. costumes while fighting. But I will win. I mean, I hope so at least. But there's going to be a fight. We, we ain't sharing. Okay. Okay, girlfriend, we ain't sharing. So. <laughs> okay, then. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Yes, in the next podcast episode, we'll tell you who won. <laughs> it will be me. <laughs> there will only be one podcaster in the next episode. Yes, loser gets he man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's a good second prize, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. fine. I can settle for he man. Yeah. but I would totally be jealous of you and Tigra. Yes, yeah. I will flaunt, flaunt my relationship <laughs> with her <laughs> all the time. <laughs> So a standard part of these episodes that we do is the category Argue Why This Should Win a Gordon, which is our version of the Oscar. Uh, And Ebba, why do you think this should win a Gordon and in which category? Well, I think Masters of the Universe in 1987 should win a Gordon for the most splendid gold head crown thingy. Uh, worn by Skeletor, of course. I think it was beautiful and it deserves a mention in this way. Yeah. Yes, yes, that was that was a very good piece. I agree with you. That uh, definitely deserves an award of some kind. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give this a Gordon for being before its time. And by that I mean that this movie has a post credit scene. Yes. Which has Skeletor <laughs> rising from what we assumed was death, but it turns out he's still alive, and he says, I'll be back. Yes. So, uh, you know, uh, in an alternate universe, maybe we had a hu- huge uh, He-Man movie franchise instead of the Marvel franchise. What could have been, mm. you know? I can imagine. But, uh, yeah, this this post credit scene, I think, deserves a good Yeah, like, on that note, I feel like I don't know if it just wasn't right for the time. Maybe it should have been a bit earlier or released a bit later. I don't really know. But I feel mm. like there could have definitely been a second movie. 
set on yes. more Eternia, you know, and um, mm. sort of have the characters, you know, fight off Skeletor one more time. This time being him being more of a um, up and coming or not up and coming, but, you know, a rebel mm. threat sort of like uh, mm. to sort of get with the more Star Wars theme again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there could have been a second one, definitely. Um, especially considering that post credit scene. <laughs> I feel yeah. like they would have yeah. done it for sure if there had been uh, the money. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, as always, the movie wins in both categories. It's incredible. <laughs> I have, these judges are just so great at telling what categories are... <laughs> correct and what nominations should be awarded and everything so uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah um, you talked about having some recommendations for a double feature do you feel like you want to run those by us yeah I have a few suggestions actually um, we have talked in, in the podcast um, about similarities to Star mm. Wars and honestly I think that Star Wars and Masters of the Universe would make a good double feature because they are both um, the same kind of good versus evil tale you know they're very very simple in that regard and both are good adventure science fantasy stories and I think they would work very well together um, if you want to go more the fantasy route I think that Masters of the Universe and Willow mm. could do well together as a double feature mm -hmm. you know that's also um, the, the same kind of tale uh, you know similar themes in many ways um, and you know Willow is also uh, you know th this sort of campy 80s fantasy movie uh, sim similar in style in that regard to Masters mm -hmm. of the Universe um, and then the third movie, which I don't know if you can figure out which one I'm thinking of. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of mind. the same that I'm thinking of. Is it Flash? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Flash Gordon. <laughs> yes, that would have been my suggestion too. I feel like they are yeah. <laughs> like kind of going for the same thing. It's yeah. 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 So for for our listeners who maybe don't know, uh, this Flash Gordon was I think the very first movie the two of us watched together. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the second. I don't remember. It was one of the yeah. earliest ones. So we don't have a podcast episode on our opinions on Flash Gordon, but we both greatly enjoyed oh, that yeah. film, and yeah. I know Eva geeked yes. out a lot about the outfits. Yes, <laughs> I love it. It's it's honestly. I feel like you should watch Masters first. Because then you're mm -hmm. sort of warmed up with the costumes and everything. And then you can just like <laughs> dive straight into Flash and just be like, ah, there's so much to look at. So it's a great double feature and it would be the one that I suggest. So yeah, yeah, mm. <laughs> it's an excellent suggestion. Do you think that this should be remade in 2020? Well, Ebba, the thing is that there is a movie in the no. world. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think, scheduled for December 2019, but it's been postponed somewhat because I think the director or maybe the scriptwriter uh, quits. So it's probably going to premiere in 2020. So oh, really? So it's like... Whether or not I think this should be, ma be remade in 2020... Doesn't matter. Sort of yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. I have nothing to say then either. It's being done. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we should just take this uh, opportunity to sort of highlight that this this is actually our 20th episode that we're recording right now. And um, yes, 
you know, do you have any reflections on this being like we've done so many I, to us it's so many at least yeah 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 it's been it's been a great great fun to to be making this with you and and uh, we've seen a great uh, many good films and also mm-hmm. some some stinkers but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's been just really fun exploring the genres uh, with you and geeking out about all sorts of yeah. stuff um <laughs> and having crushes on some of the characters you know it's been awesome and i hope we will make it at least 20 more and yes, maybe even be definitely um, i feel yeah. like we have you know spinning on your turds here we've seen some turds and tiaras <laughs> that was the worst but uh, yeah we've definitely seen some some very young quality and very different genres i feel like and eras and um and mm. it's just great to have a venue to sort of talk about it rather than just maybe watching it so i, th- I think it's mm. just a great it's it's fun and it's a really cool experience to be doing this uh, mm, and i'm proud definitely. of us i think uh yeah having done 20 episodes and sort of regularly uploading them it's it's cool <laughs> i think we've done good <laughs> yes now we just need some listeners as well. <laughs> i was going to say something like that but you beat me to it yeah now we just need some listeners <laughs> i i see great things in the future for us it's yes, fun definitely even definitely. even if we only have one listener or no listener for the rest of the experience it's still fun so uh, yeah the <laughs> listener if if there's anyone <laughs> listening to this episode uh have you seen masses of the universe we would uh, like to hear what you think of it uh, so go to our facebook page uh, star crash podcast where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes we also have an instagram uh, star crash podcast so go follow us there if you like and join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about silent running. Mm. Bye bye. Bye.